90.9. The Bridge. 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 It is time on the bridge for the A160, and this is Chris Agarian's walk-up music. I did exactly what you said, Chris. I did exactly what you said. What was that? I locked the steel door behind the band, and they can't leave until <laughs> they give you everything you want. Until they make a new record. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Uh, it is. You it's thought a- you were just coming in here to talk about a show? <laughs> Can we have some instruments at least? <laughs> we have some drums somewhere down the hall. That was a so. old drum album. Uh, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us this week here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. Uh, it is a special week uh, for me and uh, for area music nerds uh, that, are appreciate, uh, that appreciate when a band they love gets back together. Uh, for a reunion show, and that's what we've got today. We've got uh, four-fifths of the band Cowboy Indian Bear, uh, mostly, uh, uh, well, they are all out of Lawrence, except for Marty. He's out of Topeka, and he's not with us tonight. But uh, these guys broke up before this show existed, and had they existed before, uh, well, the show was uh, going on uh, on the radio, they would have already been on at least once. They would have been probably one of our first shows where we would have done videos and the whole, the whole shebang. Um, I, I love this band so much. Cowboy Indian Bear, Cowboy Indian Bear, Cowboy Indian Bear. Look it up if you don't know it. Uh, put it up, uh, check it out on Spotify, where they have. I was looking at earlier. They have a song called "Does Anybody See You Out," which I absolutely adore. That's six minutes and eleven <laughs> seconds long. <laughs> six yeah. minutes and eleven seconds long. Four hundred and eighty-three thousand. 59 plays some patient people yeah <laughs> that's incredible though like a, <laughs> yeah. a half a million plays it is when you put it does there. it count it does it count it as a play if somebody starts it and then turns it off in like 10 seconds <laughs> i don't know what the uh, do you know I the, the algorithm? Yeah. i think i think, I think you like have to pay most of it of yeah well that's, that's, that's good enough for me One thousand four hundred and forty-five point seven eight hours that's, yeah, but that's a lot. Those are good earlier, That was just you trying to learn the song again. <laughs> yes, yeah. For the show. So, so here's the scenario: uh, these guys are getting back together for a very special show happening on Saturday and Saturday in Lawrence, and it's probably sold out. Uh, it it's was very close. There was less than a dozen tickets left over the weekend, so it's probably sold out. But uh, Hembry is putting out their label uh, debut with uh, Blind Tiger. Right, thirty tigers, thirty tigers, and um, at the bottleneck, and the record's awesome. I saw them play when two weeks ago for Record Store Day, and it was a phenomenal set. And when they announced that show, I'm like, "This will be awesome! It's so great to have them on Lawrence at the bottleneck. It's surely gonna sell out." And then, like a week later, like the concert gods are like, "Oh yeah!" And Cowboy Indian Bear is getting back together <laughs> to play with them. And I'm like texting Isaac, like, "What?" What what is this, and what is this gift? This early Christmas gift. Uh, but I was so excited, and uh, uh, that happens uh, every once in a while where there's a show that's already announced. Like I remember when Lord was playing at the Sprint Center. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. And then they announced Run the Jewels. I'm like, well, here's my money. Take yeah. my money. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna see this show. So it was such a nice addition to have you guys on that bill. So I'm so excited to see it. Um, but we've got here in the station. Uh, we've got Danny, Bo, CJ, and Caitlin all hanging out. And this will be your first gig since October 2014. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. your last gig? Yeah. yeah. Totally. It was on the same stage. I think it was. It was in, at the bottleneck? Yeah. yeah. Yep. In my notes, I couldn't find – the last show I saw you at, I believe, was June 28th at the bottleneck. It was with you guys in Berwinger. Um, but I, when you guys called it quits, that last show, mm-hmm. did you know – Mm-hmm. You did I, know. I think that was our last show. That was, it was Field Day Fest. Yes, was our that was our last show. Yeah, in June. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then I was at your last show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you, you know were. in June that you were gonna write that sad letter in October to your Facebook following? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Yeah. We knew that was. Our, I mean, I, did, I guess I didn't know we were gonna write the sad letter, but we knew that was our. <laughs> we knew we were playing our last show. You knew your fate. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So what's it been like? 
this week, two weeks, month, jumping back in and practice space and getting ready for this weekend? Uh, it's just been really surreal and exciting. And I don't know, it's been like, I've been wanting to do this for years. And I think we all have at different times, but like decided that we needed to figure out obviously like a good time to actually do it eventually. But I don't know, it's been just like focusing and trying to make it sound really good. And then it's just been so fun hanging out with our friends. Remarkably easy and funny how we fall all, all back into the same the same people same it's exact hilarious. thing yeah same <laughs> are you practicing the same place you practiced previously no, no. better place than better. we were before yeah. i feel what well, i should mention too uh you guys all have side hustle side projects and that have become front projects except bo who's been <laughs> on projects bo yes. on drums oh but, yeah he also runs restaurants yeah. so oh there you go yeah busy. i actually i totally forgot until now i did a record with simon bates uh who used to be in the billions uh called mirror oh, nice and that was a super fun record to record i completely forgot about that well <laughs> caitlin you have your project laguerre yes and you also have a project with nick carswell yeah. party party yeah and did we have you in when you did the Damien Rice thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, which was phenomenal. The you. Damien Rice tribute, thank you. and then CJ, you have Bonzo Madrid, which mm-hmm. you've put out some music, and you're working on some more new music. Mm-hmm. And uh, Danny, you are a videographer, and can we say what you told me you worked on earlier? Oh uh, yeah, you recently yeah, yeah, uh, filmed Queer Eye for yeah. Netflix when they were filming here in Kansas City. Yep. Congrats on that! Thank I'm you, a big fan. And then you also have a project called Spirit. Mm-hmm. Spirit is a spirit, which yeah. hasn't played out a whole lot. No, we've we've been. <clears throat> I mean, just kind of all busy with life and right. doing. You My know. favorite "Spirit Is a Spirit" story still is that first EP, uh-huh. four tracks. Uh, Mark Manning, ninety point one uh, KK five. He clicks down the dial. Had four people in for his best of of the year, whatever year that was. Yeah. And there's three. There's four tracks on that record, and there were four of us in there, and three of us played different songs <laughs> yeah. from that EP. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Good. And we didn't. We weren't in cahoots. Nobody talked. Yeah. It just That's worked so awesome. that way. Man. And uh, such a great, great, such a great Thank record. You. Thank you. Uh, Mountain. Mother Mountain. Mother Mountain. Yeah. From uh, Spirit yep. is the Spirit. Look it up. But um, so you guys all have other projects and restaurants that you're working on and running. <laughs> but what's, has it felt good to jump back in these shoes for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I've played a lot less music over the last right. few years. Like even you mentioned working on this, some new Bonzo stuff. And that had been after probably two years of not. Right. <laughs> so it's felt it's felt great. Well, on October 16th, 2014, you wrote and announced that the end. Mm. And you you in your in your uh, little letter, you mentioned a story how you forever remember a night at the bottleneck when everyone was singing saline back at you. Mm-hmm. And have you missed moments like that? Or are you excited to have that back this weekend? Because it's going to happen. People are going to be singing along. As you guys play Saturday night at the bottleneck before Henry. I hope so. That would be fun. Yeah. Just to uh, get a little bit of, of that back. The thing that I've missed, for sure, I mean, those were very fun moments for sure. sure. But the thing that I've missed the most is uh, definitely just like, I don't know, when you hear like s- sports people retire, they always like talk about the they miss the locker room sort of thing. And yeah. It's just like the camaraderie that you have with the homies in the van or at practice that is like, it is just not like any other relationship. Or, right. You know, yeah. and so. Because uh, you're still making music and you have that outlet still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the more, because you were talking, yeah. you did 100 plus gigs yeah. constantly. Yeah, for years. Yeah. Destroying a couple vans along the <laughs> yeah. way. Three, Three vans mm-hmm. along the way. I think all of, for me too, like all of our old memories are so visceral. Like all the memories we had of those things where, you know, people were singing along or we were on tours and had wacky things happen to us. Like they're so, they're such powerful memories for me that just even being in a room with these guys again, like bring those back. And the idea of playing a show this weekend with like everybody singing along sounds so fun, but it also sounds very like familiar. Cause I feel now I'm like back in that fun little pocket of territory and memories and fun times. Yeah, I I really like, like, I definitely liked everything, you know, like CJ said, like the aspect of just like the camaraderie, but I, I also did, like, I that's probably one of the things I missed the most just because I kept in contact with a lot of these people. Right. But like, yeah, being on stage and like just killing at a show and 
having people enjoy it and like seeing people in the crowd like you know it's like you go to a show and the guitar comes in and people start cheering because it's like you know those people's favorite song and right. the next mine and it's just like that was always something for me that i just like i ate it up i just i loved it not because it was like ho ho look at me mm-hmm. but it was more of just like a, it was almost like currency for lack of a better phrase it was like that's how i got paid it was like to put in all this work and like that was the feeling of like that was my reward i guess yeah well it it, it changes the show for you for the people playing like to have people react to it you know it's like better than people just standing there so so it's like it just makes the show so much more fun when you're you're kind of it's like a feedback loop you know yeah for sure gets created it's also like that validation of like okay sweet this song doesn't suck you guys, yeah. you guys like it enough to sing it back. Yeah. Like we did it. Yeah. <laughs> well, in case you missed the first 10 minutes of the show, you missed a lot. So we've been hanging out with our good friends from Cowboy Indian Bear, who I haven't seen for a while, and they haven't played out since they broke up back in 2014. They're, they're back together for a special reunion show this Saturday night, opening up for Hembry. It's out at the bottleneck as Hembry celebrates their album release. And it sounds like if it's not sold out, it's really close and that's not like a radio tactic. Like, that's <laughs> no. legit. Yeah, actually, <laughs> hopefully it works. Yes. So if you want to go and uh, if, if as soon as we start to play this song, you fall in love with this band and then regret it, just go ahead and buy the ticket now. But uh, so I, I picked out four of my some of my favorite songs because you know I try and play music from bands that are touring or gigging, have new music coming out, and y'all haven't had that since I've had this show. So I feel like I've got a lot of pent up. Cowboy <laughs> but uh, we're going to kick it off with music from your favorite son, Methuselah. And uh, whenever I hear this song, I, I think back to the middle of the map highlight video because I watched it so many times and you guys were the score of it. I don't remember what year that was, yeah. mm-hmm. but those videos become this time capsule of my life for that period of the, mm-hmm. the, the duration of the festival. So uh, I'm a huge fan as I stumble over my own words telling you that. But uh, here's new, here's old music from Cowboy Indian Bear, which uh, this song, maybe you will, maybe you won't hear it on Saturday night down at the bottleneck. But uh, here it is, your favorite son, Methuselah. I got an edge. I could be your side. Fill out the seams. Split each
music from Cowboy Indian Bear. The song is called Figure. It came out on a record that that came out right as you guys stepped away yeah. from the stage. Uh, Van Deventer, am I saying that correctly? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was the street our van broke down on. Yeah. Oh. So like, I thought it was just a, cl- a clever band name. No. A no. Band, nope. band van no, name. No, it was literally, yeah, it's a street in St. Louis in that neighborhood that where our thing broke down. So. That's yeah. sad. Well, sort of uh, like your version of Abbey Road. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. we're all walking across the street. The band's broken down. Well, thanks for tuning in to the 8160 this yeah, we week. Went home. And uh, <laughs> we've got special guests in our studio. Our friends Cowboy Indian there are hanging out with us as they get ready to play a their reunion show, their first gig since 2014, this Saturday night at the Bottleneck as they are part of the celebration of their brand new record from Hembry. And uh, I couldn't be more excited that they're back together and gigging for one special night. And uh, if you're a big fan, hopefully you have your tickets already because it sounds like it's very close to, if not sold out by now. Uh, If it is sold out, text one of us and let us know. Um, But I love that song so much, and I don't know that it ever got to be played live. No, we we, we, we tried. We did. We tried to learn it, but uh, boy. It was it's a it's a tough one. I, I think we were talking about this before. It was like if we ever try and play that song, kind of have to just reimagine it. For right, mm-hmm. it's quite electronic, more electronic yeah. than well, like the the deal with that particular EP was we were literally st- stuck for a, a couple days, you know, and we, we just started kind of making <laughs> making stuff on laptops and iPads. Right. So like mm-hmm. that particular batch of songs was just extremely electronic and then when we tried to do any of them live it was it was tough well i was looking back over the dates that i'd seen you guys and uh one of the most memorable ones for me was you guys played a free show or like a cheap show at the granada for uh, stop day for ke it was uh december december 12th 2013 and that was when i met forrester Mm -hmm. and i fell in love with the band forrester and that was my uh, uh, the origin story of my allegiance to 
uh, Brian Rogers yeah. of Lion. Oh, right. yeah. But that show, I mean, it was stop day at KU, which is the day between finals and uh, the end of the school semester. And it's a day where, where everyone should really be studying, but everyone goes out. And everyone was at the Granada that night. It was mm-hmm. a phenomenal show. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a, it, just one of my great memories of your band. But one memory I was wondering about was December 6, 2011. I was also that, at that show. You guys opened for a couple of small bands named Florence and the Machine mm. and oh, Two yeah. Our Cinema Club yeah. mm-hmm. at the Midland. Yeah. Uh, Danny wasn't around yet. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping uh, something else like that would happen. That <laughs> it could have. <laughs> but any could've. memories of that night on the big stage at a yeah, sold out? That was, 3, that was crazy because like, we had a... We had green room, and I we were like hell yeah green room, and I think there was like a little tiny cooler full of like buds or Bud Lights maybe it was like either Bud Heavy or Bud Light. <laughs> uh, we were walking down the hall and we heard a British gal say hello, and it was the machine. I can't not remember what uh, her Isabella. Name was. Yeah, yeah, Isabella. And so we stood and talked to her for a while, which was like at that point kind of mind blowing. And then the only other thing I really remember about that show was because of all the other people's setup, we had a setup in a line. Mm-hmm. It was so, so weird. I, it was, all the gear. It was yeah. difficult for me to play yeah. not behind everybody. We were like, just like on the side of the stage, and then I would look down. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was very strange. We were also like six feet away from each other, yeah. so it was like we were all playing solo shows simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and it was really, it yeah. was wonderful, but it, yeah. it was surreal, but it was like surreal in a good and a very bad way. But the show was really we, fun. I was, we killed that show. That was a ton of fun. It yeah. was such a humongous stage, and I forgot that they had us stuck in this way where we just couldn't, couldn't move, move or I would have knocked somebody's equipment over. That's funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I do I do remember at some point, I think I asked the sound guy or somebody to just, like, turn some lights on because I just had never played for that many people. And yeah. I just wanted to, like, look See at it all. for a second. I remember like, Florence. Florence showing up for sound check in a fur coat with a glass of champagne and like 20 of her friends and us just sitting in the seats being like, man, that must be well, amazing. We, we all went to the- I want champagne. Yeah, we yeah. all went to like the balcony. Either or. Because we knew well, the band was sound checking. Right. Just, just the, and then they were like, okay, uh, we're ready for Florence. Can we, Florence? Can we send Florence out, <laughs> please? She comes in with and champagne. And she, yeah, she comes walking out. And she was super nice. She said bye to us when she left, but she, yeah, she came walking out <laughs> in like really a nice. coat with like a, a champagne flute. And then she's like, Okay, are you ready? And then just like let it go, and just mm-hmm. and we were just like massive voice. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. Like it was like especially in the Midland, like with no other sound but her singing. Yeah, it was like listening to an angel. It was it was oh insane. <laughs> yeah, were you about to say something? No, I was just yeah. I wish I was wild. there. The the most. I'm sorry to keep talking about this, but the no, most don't. Prevalent idea like that was. In the moment, I was very unhappy, but like a huge confidence building thing that came out of that show was we we had literally seven minutes to load on to stage and sound check before they dropped curtains yeah. and we went. It was stressful. <laughs> and it and it was that was just this insane moment where I was like, All right, how, we gotta do this. what <laughs> is happening? Can we do this? And then we did and played a great show. And it was like after that, it was like, yeah, we can sure we can do whatever. We'll be <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'd just like to say something to the aspiring musicians who may be listening to this. If you get famous, those 20 people are are spending your money and they're drinking your champagne <laughs> and you will have nothing when it's all said and done. That's fair. I.E. MC Hammer. Um, but we've been hanging out with our friends, Cowboy and Bear. Again, they're playing Saturday night, but you probably can't go because it's probably sold out. Uh, down at Lawrence at the Bottleneck. Way, but, to, uh, way to rub it in. Sorry. That happened the other a couple weeks ago with Mess. Uh, they were watching the ticket count on their phone as they were live, and it got to like six by the time the show was over. Um, but I was going to mention, in, as, as we're wrapping up this decade from uh, 10 to 19, I've started working on my best albums of the decade. Mm-hmm. And your record, Live Old, Die Young, is on this list. And in July... I'm going to do a deep dive into my favorite records of the decade, local and beyond, and having different guests. But uh, I love that record so much. It feels like such a gift that you gave to everyone. And again, if you look it up on Spotify, it's got about 600,000 spins of that record on Spotify. Uh, If you haven't heard it, live old, die young, fire it up and learn about this great band that used to play around town always 
and is playing again this weekend, this Saturday at the at the bottleneck. But um, I wanted to play a couple more songs, and then uh, we do have more people, uh, more guests coming on the show. <laughs> We've got some folks from Women on the Rise sitting in the studio down the hall. But I wanted to play Let It Down and The Hunter and the Hunted. Uh, maybe one of these songs we might hear on Saturday night, not to give away anything. <laughs> but uh, is there any, anything else? I know we our conversation while well, the music's been playing has been real beautiful, and I know we could do, talk for four hours, but uh, anything else we, we should throw out to the earth, uh, th- through the world, before this gig on Saturday? Non-Florence, maybe. <laughs> Non-Florence. Uh, I just want to say, I think probably on behalf of all of us, that like uh, we just really appreciate all the people that over all of the years while we were active and while we weren't active have reached out saying mm-hmm. anything nice about mm-hmm. our band's music, our music after that separately. Like, I mean, it's just... Like, this is fun, and we would do this no matter what because we love each other a lot. But, like, the fact that people actually care about it is, like, the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What what you just said, like, literally gave me goosebumps because uh, it – I mean, we put so much into that record yeah. to where, yeah, it, we literally ran ourselves out of gas by the I, end I've of listened it. to it three times today. And <laughs> I was texting with Isaac from Henry, and I was, uh, not, and and then with Marty from your band. Like, it was making me emotional. Like I was getting emotional as I'm doing spreadsheets at work this morning, but it felt like I was catching up with an old friend. <laughs> and I, I, it's not that I don't listen to it always. It was just I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to Saturday, mm-hmm. but I just sitting there and listening to it track for track, and then do it again, yeah. and then do it again, and while the whole office around me is complaining about whatever's happening, I'm just in this. Headspace with yeah. y'all. But, I um, have a what, so that last show we played at Granada, I think, is what we decided it yeah. was. So or bottleneck, bottleneck. Yes, um, I I always think about like sometimes when I have like a moment in my life, I'm like I'm gonna remember that like if I am on my deathbed, you know, at some point. And I remember we played the Hunter and the Hunted, and at the end, um, we're all singing like oh in the background, and CJ's finishing the song out, and. I always close my eyes when I play that song because I just love how it feels like it, like the whole stage kind of like vibrates and levitates. And I remember being like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this moment right now, like playing this and like like just being on stage and like knowing that this is the last time. And then when I re-listened to the record when we were learning stuff, I got to that point and was like, damn, like and it hit me like yeah. I remembered you're gonna remember this moment. Yeah. And yeah, here it was like five six years later, and I was just like, oh. Well, hopefully Saturday night goes that same way. The stage will levitate. More new good moments. (laughs) I'm trying to do. I'm glad you called him out on that so I didn't have to. (laughs) Thank you, We we were levitating. We were levitating. (laughs) (laughs) But as I mentioned, I love the record Live Old, Die Young, and uh, we're going to end this segment, and we're going to play music from it, Let It Down, and Hunter and the Hunted, two of my favorites from my catalog. Thank you so much for driving in Thanks from Lawrence and the rain and yeah, hang out with us. I'm so excited to see you Saturday. And uh, is there merch? We have merch. Yeah, we'll have uh, some shirts and we'll have some old stuff too. But I made some uh, shirts as well. But so. don't go to their old website. No, no. Uh, no. our yeah. old website is very pornographic now, and don't we had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but seriously, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> but you can find some merch yeah. at the merch stand Ooh. on Saturday night at the Bottleneck. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Um, We're going to play music from, again, Live Old, Die Young, a record that everyone should own or at least have heard. Check it out on Spotify. Here's the song, The Hunter, and no, it's not. Let it down.
one of my favorite records of this decade. That's music from Cowboy Indian Bear. The record is called Live Old, Die Young. The song is called The Hunter and the Hunted. And again, they are reuniting on Saturday night, opening up for Hembry as part of their big album release show over in Lawrence at the Bottleneck. I think we came pretty close to getting a promise of new music out of them. I was wrestling <laughs> That would them. be just phenomenal for me. Yeah. I'm such a fan of them and uh, what they've done and their four or five records, LPs and EPs, and uh, you should go on Spotify and look them up. Again, they have you know, about 600,000 plays of that record alone. 
and excited to see what they put on the stage on Saturday night down in Lawrence. Now that was that was halftime. This is ha- this breath is halftime, <laughs> and here's the second half of the is show. Is there a marching? Beams is going to come in with the drumline. Um, so recently, I was approached by a woman named Leah Watts about a new organization happening here in town called Women on the Rise, and Leah works for Folk Alliance. She's sitting here with us. Say hi, Leah. Is her mic on? It is now. Say hi again. Hi again, everybody. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded a little dead air in my in my headphones. Um, you are on the board of this new organization in Kansas City called Women on the Rise, as is another woman you brought today, Barb, hanging out with us, who's also a musician. She's in the band Radial Red. And Leah's a musician playing out under your own name. Yep. And then quietly in the corner is Lynn. <laughs> is Lynn a musician? Nice. Uh, so lots of songwriters, lots of musicians and on this board of Women on the Rise. And you have a special event, your inaugural event, coming up, um, which is going to be on Saturday, May 11th, from 2 to 4. And you uh, work at Folk Alliance, and you're yep. going to use the space for Folk Alliance, which is their new space. It is. Down on the boulevard. Yep. Um, by that new uh, apartment complex near La Bodega. And uh, that's going to be where the event is held. And I'm going to let you talk about what the event is. Yeah, for and sure. And also tell us about Women on the Rise and the mission of it and how it kind of came together. Yeah, of course. So um, like you said, we're Women on the Rise. We've been around for a few months, kind of just getting our feet wet and everything. But um, our entire board are female musicians. So awesome. our mission is to educate and empower and elevate women in music. Um, we kind of all have been in the industry some longer than others. Um, me personally, I'm relatively new and I just had no idea what I was doing and having the opportunity to connect with others in the industry that can give me advice or kind of guide me and also have someone to call be like, hey, I really wanna go support this other musician playing this show, but I'm kind of nervous to go by myself. Sure. Do you wanna go? And so it's just all about connecting and bringing females together just to support each other and especially here in Kansas City there are some incredible female musicians right um and so that's it's <laughs> as simple as that and as hard as that is just support each other well how did you guys find each other um just through different events in Kansas City kind of randomly going um there's another um kind of a Facebook group the Kansas City Women's Music Network um where female all musicians, especially female musicians, can promote their stuff. And so we kind of all, through Facebook, connected on that and through different events. And we wanted to just kind of make, not more formal, that sounds silly, um, but just really make it more prominent in our lives um, and create that organization and different events, including this event in May, to continue supporting each other, really. That's awesome. So, And how many people are on the board? So we currently have five. So myself... Barb and Lynn, and then also also Kathy Forsty with KC Cafe Radio, yeah. and Joy Zimmerman, who is another oh, sure. um, artist. She just released her album Joy as well. Will be one of the panelists. She will, yeah. So she's going to be our moderator, moderator. Um, at the event mm-hmm. to kind of guide the conversation and ask those questions that we've all been wondering and <laughs> wanting to ask. <laughs> so, again, the event is May 11th, Saturday, May 11th, from 2 to 4 p.m. down at the Folk Alliance office. And if people want more information, where can they find it? So Facebook is definitely our biggest biggest thing right now, um, and tickets are also available on Facebook. Women on the Rise. Women on the Rise. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, we're just so super excited. You said it's existed a couple months, and this is your first event. You're, that, that's pretty well, crazy fast track, though. You guys have the we've wherewithal. We've been together a little, little bit longer than that. It's been, yeah. We, we do a, a an open mic at Mike Kelly's West Sider right. every third Saturday. We're going to hear music from a couple of those acts probably uh, yeah. during the show. Cool. And so that's kind of how we have started uh, to get our name out there and to get people to know us and interested. And And the goal all along was to have some educational DIY series. And so this is the first one of those that we've been able to put together. And um, When's the first one of those? May 11th. Oh, it is that, yeah, that it's is that the day. first one of the DIY series, but we hope to have more. 
yes. in the future. <laughs> so our goal, kind of we have dif- the different aspects of the elevating other women and empowering women in that with our Ladies Mike event, like Barb said, we have one featured performer. Um, and then we do a Q&A with them to be like, hey, how are you doing this? Can you let us in on your secrets? Um, and then we open it up to more of an open mic thing. Nice. Um, but then we're also wanting just those pure educational events, which is this making the connection is kind of our first one in the series and it's about booking and promoting and how do I get that show? How do I make the connection with the person that's going to book me for this show Right. and all that kind of thing. And then we'll grow from there. We're hoping that at this event, people will ask those questions and we'll hear things. Oh, you want to know more about that? Okay. We've got our next event idea from what people want. Right. You know, we don't want to just be yapping at them like, Oh, do this, this, and this. We want to really interact with there's the community. There, there's such an initiative in uh, in big music festivals right now to get find some balance. And uh, I, if I was remembering it, there is a an organization that's working to do that, and to try and have it be a level playing field. Mm-hmm. And um, Crossroads Music Festival, uh, which is in the fall, had a panel once on women in music, and um, I was in the crowd that day, and we had just been working on Boulevardia. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you you send the dates out and agents, big agents, send back these lists. And it had this list I got back at 32 acts on it. And if you want to guess how many of those acts were women, uh, two. Two what? of the 32 acts were women. Was and one guess. was Blondie. And Blondie gets paid very well. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was a small band out of uh, Detroit uh, that, I, that I actually pursued, but never we never heard back from. And it... it I'm hoping there's some sort of change in that world mm-hmm. and it, it has to happen on a bigger level too from um, in the agent world For where sure. they have to, if, if realized the uh, festival booking is so terribly lopsided for budgets. The, everyone mm-hmm. wants a thousand times more than they're actually worth mm-hmm. if they were playing a gig at the bottleneck or the record bar. Um, but it was just, it's just a really interesting thing that happened that the day I'm at this conference for me to get yeah. this, this list of 32 acts and 30 of them are, are men. You know, the thing about, I'm sorry to cut you off, but the thing about it to me is, is that it's like, it's everybody's problem, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, because it's sort of like you can get into cyclical arguments about it. And, you know, what you really need to do is just like everybody address it at the same time mm-hmm. and, and just move forward. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. trying to have our playlist line up with the breakdown of mm-hmm. the population is something that we've been working on. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, if, like, I've always believed that if radio plays more, well, you know, guess what? Record labels will make more. Yeah. It's it's a very interesting, and that's something that we're trying to change. And I know, personally, as a musician, um, I play it around town with um, a, one of my coworkers, actually, Jared Rivers. He's my guitar player. And um, I kind of said to him when we first started playing together, I only want to sing female songs. And so I'll play a three-hour gig at Tanner's, and I'll only do female. Oh, nice. And it can kind of be hard. Like, I'll look at Spotify as a big one, like the top 100 country songs or top 100 whatever, and I'm, like, scrolling forever to find a female. I'm like, this is just silly. Like, yeah. And that's what we're trying to change and kind of how we all bonded, too, is not only as female musicians but wanting to hear more and be influenced by other female musicians. So baby steps, right. but we're working I on it. Opinion that more and more women are rising up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is actually happening. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And we yeah. were talking about that off there. air earlier. There's a, a festival in Omaha called Maha, and they announced the headliners this year. And last year they were Weezer, and that Weezer was one of the headliners. And this year it's Lizzo and Jenny Lewis and Courtney Barnett. Which that's a far, that's a long way from Weezer, mm-hmm. and um, there there are some people who are happy, and then there's a lot of people on social media with you know flamethrowers mm-hmm. out because uh, it's not Weezer, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it is. There's people who are trying to push that push mm-hmm. it forward, and then there will always be people holding it back. Always, been. for sure. Let's get to some music. Um, you are a musician, Leah Watts. You can yep. find her on Facebook. Uh, are you on? You have a Spotify page too, probably. I- do yes, it's a little bare right now, but we're working on my debut EP actually. Nice. So, uh, so we're gonna play a, a Miranda Lambert cover of yours yep. uh, that's called Tin Man, and then we're also gonna hear from Aaron Eads, 
who's one of the musicians playing your songwriter series. Yep, Our Ladies Mike in August. In August. I believe. Okay, so here's music from Leah Watts, part of Women on the Rise, a new organization right here in Kansas City. Hey there, Mr. Timmy. You don't know how lucky you are. Shouldn't spend your whole life wishing for something bound to fall apart. Every time you're feeling empty, better think you're lucky. If you ever feel one breaking, you never want a heart. Ooh. Ooh. Hey there, Mr. Timmy. You don't know.
This is a song Diary by Aaron Eads. Aaron's one of the musicians that will be playing an upcoming Women on the Rise event playing in August. And Women on the Rise are kicking off their organization with a special event on Saturday, May 11th from 2 to 4 p.m. It's called Making the Connection, a DIY educational series event. Uh, it's, a, it's an industry panel. And uh, we're joined this week uh, here on the A160 in these last few minutes uh, with people from the board, uh, Leah Watts, Barb, and Lynn. And Leah and uh, Barb are going to tell us a little bit more about this panel in the last few minutes of the show. Okay, so you are actually one of our panelists. (laughs) And you will be speaking um, about booking and how people should go about contacting someone such as yourself. Sure. To get on the radio, to uh, do, I book, book bands at different yeah. di- different gigs, and then um, Casey Roush, who is a local artist, she's awesome. a musician, and uh, she'll just be talking about her experiences and how she goes about doing that. And Mindy Hart is a uh, a promoter, and she books bands around town, and so she'll be talking about how you can go about doing that. And then Joy Zimmerman, who is a local musician, is will be the moderator, and Joy is also one of the board members, and uh, and she has lots of experience with that. So we are really looking forward to it. We yeah, are me too. Really thankful it, that you're going to participate in this. If you're a woman musician in Kansas City and you want to come, it's ten bucks in advance, fifteen at the door, and it's again it's at the Folk Alliance office down on Southwest Boulevard. You can find out more information on Women on the Rise. Uh, on their Facebook page or womenontherisemusic.org. And I'm looking forward to it, and I feel honored that I'm the only dude. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great uh, day. (laughs) Oh, and and men. Men are allowed to come to the event and learn the same secret tricks of how... You're just an honorary woman on the rise. (laughs) I guess so. But I'm looking forward to it, and thank you for the invitation. Of course. Thanks uh, for accepting. Thanks for coming by. Sorry we're rushing here at the end. But uh, we do want to play one more song uh, upcoming uh, on Saturday, April 27th. There's a charity show happening called Speak Up KC. It's at uh, Mini Bar in Midtown near 39th and Broadway. Our friends from Manor Records are throwing a fundraiser show for Startup KC in memory of their friend Bennett Jones, who's no longer with us. And uh, they put together a great cast of uh, bands to play and all the money going to his uh to celebrate him and I think the, for some funeral costs. But uh, the band Drugs and Addicts, The Rubs, Mild Cats, Mutton, Golden Fleece, and our good friends in Mama's Boy. And uh, Manor Records is run by Sean Crowley, who helped put this uh, show together. And we wanted to play music from one of these acts, and the act we picked was The Rubs. And uh, we're going to play a song called Judy from them. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, happy to have in Cowboy Indian Bear and happy to have in the women behind Women on the Rise. And thanks for a fun show, John. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. One, two, three. I'm-